And now, Ben Diva, the voice and layers. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. Um, I just listened to last week's episode today. Right. So I feel like I feel like we were just talking. Like when I got done, I was like, "Oh, I meant I you know like went to say something to Billy," and I was like, "Oh, it's just in my ear." Yeah. Like he's not really there. <laughs> I um I had to dry <laughs> I le- so we don't have a washer and dryer yet. Oh, okay. so um Jen's mom, she watches the kids on Mondays, right? She's been an angel and has been taking our laundry to her house. Nice, and then bringing it back the next Monday. That's nice. It is nice, but I left. The key to the shed at the old house, which I finished up today, um, in my pants pocket. And I couldn't get in there. And I had, like, a few things in the shed to get. Right. So I had a couple of choices. Because at the at the, the time, I didn't know where the key was. I had lost it. And obviously, I was catching a huge rush of shit for it. Right. Um. So I was like, well, I could... I could put a new door on there, a new lock on there. Right. Right. So, um, I could swap out the deadbolt and I could swap out the knob. Probably take me like an extra 30 minutes. Um, and I looked it up. It's only 15 bucks for a knob, for like the cheapest knob and cheapest uh, deadbolt right. at Walmart. Um, and then Jen's mom, uh, Jen texted her and asked her to check the pants pockets because I had a feeling that's where I left them. Sure. And there it was. So then I'm left with, okay, spend f- drill out this lock, spend $15 and 30 minutes um, swapping it out, or drive all the way up to Wesley Chapel at 5 o'clock on a Tuesday with rain. Right. Um, so I ended up driving up there because I don't want to give these people, the you know, the current landlords, right. anything new. Of course. You know, even if it's my fault, I don't want to do it. So I was just like, whatever, you know what I'll do? I'll listen to the podcast since I have like an hour drive. Nice. Um, so that's what I did. Listen to the podcast today in the car on the way up. Very cool. Yeah, it was great. I feel um, like we're doing an amazing job all the yeah. time. I, You know, and I, I think so too. And what I really wish was that uh, the University of South Florida agreed with us. <laughs> Still a little butt hurt. Yeah, I was because it, it reminded me when we talked about it on the podcast last week. Right. And um, I laughed because I am still butt hurt, fuckers. A little bit. Um, I had some tech problems today. Um, yeah. thankfully I didn't have any tech problems on Saturday. Right. Which I thought was odd. I was even on the computer last night. I don't remember what I was looking at. Probably porn, but I don't remember specifically. Right. Uh, Shark Um, tits. (laughs) Right. That was on the computer. I know I was using it. And um, 
that I got on today, and the goddamn thing, it's recognizing everyone else's Wi-Fi's around me, which I have a story about that, and then not mine. Um, so it took me like 45 minutes to get my fucking computer to work, sorry for cursing. You're not sorry. Uh-huh. I feel like you're not sorry at all. I don't know, I really like cursing. So do I. There's nothing wrong with it. Fuck it. So, I um I realize that I live, like, in a hip neighborhood. Right. Because um, the other Wi-Fis that are in range but secured... Yes. ...are hide your kids, hide your Wi-Fi. I love that one. Yep. Um, I spotted Cassandra's G-Spot today. Oh, boy. And uh, Get Off My Land came up. <laughs> that might be the best one. That's how I know <laughs> that I live near college kids. Right. Because our parents have no idea how to change the name on their router. Right. Or the passwords, you know what I mean? Of course. Now mine, I have a dual band router, so right. I have, I get the luxury of naming two broadcast signals, to which I've named mine Dear Diary and Jackpot. Nice. Yep, Dear Diary being the 2.4 gigahertz and Jackpot being the faster 5 gigahertz. Of course, naturally. On the, I, I can get like 90 megabytes on my 5 gigahertz connection. I can get like 6. <laughs> the um the 2, 2.4 maxes out at like 24 or 25 uh, megabytes. So um, that was one of the... One of my intro topics was, how do I know I live near college kids? Right, besides the fact that they're walking by all the time. Whatever. I don't know where they live. Lots of people walk by. Mm-hmm. Um, we cooked a tri-tip steak or beef. Yes. It was so goddamn good. It was. I thought it was delicious. Very well be- done. I couldn't believe how good it turned out. Yeah. And it, was, and it was funny because Jeff was just like, he brought the meat. He was watching like a hawk, man. Dude, he was asking me every three or four minutes about it. I don't even think it was that long. It was like every two minutes. Hey, how's it coming over there? Hey. hey. How's it going? Hey, what's hey, it? Where are we at? What, have you have you flipped it? What's what's going on here? He's like, uh, he goes, do you have a uh, thermometer? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I do somewhere. And uh, I go, I couldn't find it. I haven't seen it in like months. I think I, t- I took it to my dad's house one time. Right. So I was like, yeah, I got a thermometer called my index finger. <laughs> I can tell when it's done. Right. And uh, we also had uh, Kevin, a.k.a. Black Jesus, who yes. uh, is trained in the culinary arts, believe it or not. Correct. Professionally trained. Um, yep. So I had him also come over and give, give my meat a squeeze. Of course. Uh, or Jeff's meat that was on my grill. Right. <laughs> a squeeze and to find out if it was done. And he concurred. We let it sit for like 10 minutes, carved it, and it was so goddamn. Dude, I can't believe I'm still thinking about it. That's how good it was. It was. It was delicious. Um, <laughs> we were getting close to leaving time for us because, you know, we had the kids with us and all that stuff. Uh, it was getting close uh-huh. to bedtime. And Heather's like, oh, you ready to go yet? I'm like, fuck no. The tri tip's coming off the grill. Yeah. I was like, no. I. I at least want to eat this. The yep. draft went faster than everybody thought, so we would still be here anyway. It flew. Let me enjoy this. 
I got that uh, on sports if you want to wait. Or do you want to do it now? No, we can wait. We can wait. We can wait. Okay. I probably should have signed on at Yahoo so I could tell you who I picked because I don't even remember. Nice. Um, but yeah, the tri-tip. That even made it into my intro. I was like, tri-tip? Whoa. Yeah. And that, dude, that giant hunk of meat was like 25 bucks. Yeah. Not bad. Such a good goddamn deal. And I just saved the juices for when I thought it was getting a little hot. I would just cool it off with some juice and call it a day. Right. So it worked out. It worked out really well. It was delicious. Um, I'm getting a hearing aid installed. Did I, have I said that on the podcast yet? I think we had talked about it a while back, but at that point it was just uh, looking Con- into a phase. Conjecture. Right. Well, it is green light go. Sweet. I have my, it's a it's a surgical, they implant a magnet on your head. Right. And then the um, the hearing aid sticks to the magnet. And you hear it transmits the sound through the skin into the bone. And then the bone conduction sends it to the good ear. Oh, interesting. Yep. So I'll be doing that. This is, uh, so it goes, it's like, um, like a size of a quarter goes under your skin and it like they route out your skull so they can pop this bad boy in there. Right. And then, um, obviously you have to let it heal. It takes like three weeks. They said. Mm-hmm. Although I'll only be able to work for like a week, um, then they can install the um, the hearing sound processor. Although they say you, you might not want to wear it initially, only because the swelling takes forever to go down. They said, right? And it, you know it could be painful because you know you just had surgery and now you're clamping this magnet on top of it. Right. So they're like, give it plenty of time to to heal up. And so um, that's coming up. Uh, the pre-op is on Thursday the 8th. Yeah. And then the surgery is on Wednesday the 13th. Okay. And then so I'll be then off for a week. So I'll be like post-op like plus six days when the podcast comes around. Right. So here's a question. Uh, obviously, the Syracuse game being a road game is not affected. You can sit on your couch and watch that. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Are you going to be good to go for FSU the next week? Uh, definitely. Okay. I mean, I'll still have stitches and stuff in the side of my head, but fucking, I ain't, I ain't missing that shit. Right. I'm going. Okay. Um, our good friend of the show, Adam, um, he bought season tickets. He got two of them. Nice. So he'll be coming to all the games. He Very is sitting cool. five rows in front of us. Nice. And I'm pretty sure those are the seats that we used to have. <laughs> Could be. I was like, five rows? That sounds like right about where we used to sit. Right. Because we moved up and over. Um. So I was pretty excited about that. He'll be there on Saturday. Nice. Can't wait to see him. I know, me too. It's so fun. He's a good hugger. I want to rub his chest and nipples. Do you, have you seen how big he got? Uh, The last time I saw him was the Christmas tree roundup, I think. He's a fucking... Monster, yeah, and then not like a fat one, like one that's chiseled out of stone. Right, he was pretty cut then, dude. He's he got. I'm pretty sure he got bigger. Right. So we'll look forward to that. No homo. Well, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. And the other update from uh, the Gulf Coast is a. Tropical depression bearing down on us. 
Right. And of course, when this started towards the end of last week, it was like down there by like Puerto Rico or Cuba uh-huh. or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Everybody up here, because there's like 80,000 different routes it could take. And of course, <laughs> the spaghetti models. Right. And then, of course, everybody down here, because of Hurricane Charlie, instantly goes, oh, fuck, one of the paths is pointed right at us. It looks just like Charlie did. Charlie. Listen, I mean, I <clears throat> maybe it's because I'm a little desensitized to it because I grew up in Naples and pretty much every year there was some hurricane or some tropical storm that was supposed to come plowing through and only ever brought wind and rain. Mm-hmm. Not like the not like the awesome kind, but like the lame kind. Right, the kind that cancels school for no good reason, and then you don't you don't get to get out and do anything with your canceled school day. Right, uh, because it just brings flooding around all the good areas. But anyway, I I maybe it's be, I'm becoming desensitized because of that. But I I'm just like okay, the storm formed. Wake me up when it, it's. You know, three days away and we've got a solid path and you know where this thing is going or you've got a reasonable, a reasonable uh, guess as to where it's going. Right. Don't try to get me all worked up when it's still by Cuba or it's still out in the Atlantic or it's tearing up the, the Caribbean. I've seen too many that were supposed to just devastate Florida and either never powered up or they did and they went off in a different direction. Like, Charlie was supposed to hit Tampa. Yes. And then, like, it was like a Category 1, and then it hulks up 2 or 3, and then cuts right, you know, right into uh, Punta Gorda or whatever it was. Well, the, the funny story with Charlie, <clears throat> I have a, a f- kind of funny, not so funny Charlie story. Uh, I obviously was in Tampa at the time, and my mom called me up. You know, a day or two before the storm and said, hey, I want you to come down to Naples because it was supposed to come into Tampa. And there's no way Tampa's prepared for such a big storm. That it, I don't think there's been a hurricane that's made landfall in like 80 years or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, no, that's true. And this Charlie was supposed to come straight into the bay. Would have fucked everything up. Oh, yeah. And so she was like, you know, I don't want you to be up there. And, you know... God forbid something terrible happens and you don't have a way to get a hold of us and we can't get to you. And I'm like, all right, fine, I'll come down. I, Again, I grew up in Naples, so I'm I'm desensitized to it. I'm, I'm just like, okay, whatever, it's another hurricane. So I go down to Naples, and the night before it's supposed to make landfall or the day before it's supposed to make landfall, well, it takes a sharp right turn towards Naples. And so I'm thinking, well, that's fucking great. It's just going to follow me. You know, and then like the night before, it just made this last minute hitch. And that was part of the reason it was so devastating for Punta Gorda was basically people had an overnight warning, like, get your shit and get the fuck out. This is going to be terrible. So nobody had time to prepare. You know, like they thought you'd never think in a million years it's coming through Punta Gorda. It's, It's never happened. It was supposed to devastate Tampa. Okay, well, then it changed paths and it's supposed to devastate Naples is supposed to go through there, and Punta Gorda is just going to catch the outskirts of it, get some wind and some rain, and they, everything, business goes on like normal. And these people just, the, the level of devastation is just ridiculous. I mean, it flattened everything. And driving back up to Tampa, 
The one thing I I had never seen to that point in all my time in Florida with hurricanes and all that kind of stuff, and I still have not seen since, was the way every single sign and light pole alongside of uh, I-75 from basically Fort Myers until Sarasota was either shredded in the case of billboards and like the exit signs, or it was bent over and dug into the ground. Yeah, that in was the crazy. Case of the light poles. I mean, it was just incredible. I've and dude, the trees like, like all the trees pushed over. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and then for months and months, there's like that trailer city where people were living. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, so this one, it's still a depression. Um, downtown Tampa, where I work, um, doesn't close until there's sustained 35 mile an hour winds. So right. I don't think we're going to get that. So I just got to go to work every goddamn day today. I just have to walk from the parking garage to the building in the rain. Yeah. At this point, what it is, you're just going to get some wind and some rain, which is basically yeah. what we've had for the last two weeks now. It's a rainmaker. I mean, this is, this is your typical Florida August. Slash September tropical weather pattern. You know, it, um, this is what happens every year. And it's like every year, as far as like it relates to football, every year the first couple weeks you can bank on high school games being delayed or canceled because of lightning and, and all the storms. And every year you can almost bank on one of these things just bringing all kinds of crazy rain down on your tailgate. And then it'll clear up by game time, but then everybody's already soggy. Yeah, I it's um we'll get one every year. So um, the the this one though they're saying will drop like over six inches of rain in Tampa, which right. is gonna which is gonna flood us. I mean, sure. it's not gonna be like catastrophe flood, but the places that normally flood are gonna flood. Right. So. Uh, they're already passing out sandbags, and then um, I think tomorrow they're going to start closing some of the roads that normally flood. Right. To try and keep those idiots who are like, oh, I think I can make it, and then they can't make it. Right, and they, they get stuck in three feet deep of water or some stupid shit. Right. And it's doo-doo water, which is gross. Don't go in the water. <laughs> it's fucking gross. <laughs> it's true. It's it's so goddamn right. true. Where do you think the fucking water's coming from? Like, right. Like, do you see that manhole on the ground where the water's coming out of it? Right. That's not that, straight bay water there, buddy. That's poo-poo water. And you're walking in it or driving in it. Deuces. Like, listen, I get it. You you know, you want to drive your Range Rover, you know, to your house in South Tampa. Right. You're, you're driving it through doo-doo water. Right. So just skip it. Go I don't even want to bring my Tundra through that. And I'm fairly certain my Tundra could get through most of that. Yeah, I mean, my Durango is my old my old Durango. Um, I don't even care if water comes in the fucking cab. I'm not driving it in there. I'll do it in a mud hole. Right. And, you know, I've had water in the cab, but I don't want that water in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stinky swamp water is better than doo-doo water with right. AIDS and fucking jizz and whatever else people are putting in the toilet. Like, think of all the horrible shit you put in the toilet. Right. You don't need turd soup floating around in your car. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, it's it's gross. You know, playing in a puddle is one thing, but playing in a flooded street is how you, you get gangrene. 
Yeah, or brain-eating amoeba. Right. Yep. Um, so that's it. Uh, they're passing out sandbag. Got that. Um, I think that's all I got. I yeah. just wanted to mention one thing. Please. Before we get into sports. Yes. Uh, tonight was primary election night. And uh, besides all the horror shit races with all the people that are blowing smoke up your ass, Amendment 4 was the good solar initiative that didn't make it on the general election ballot, but it made it on this one. And it voted. It was voted in overwhelmingly, yes. I think it was like 73%. So good job, Florida, for not fucking this one up. Maybe in November we can not fuck up the medical marijuana. How about that? Love it. I'm ready. So, oh, and also in the November election, vote no on the other solar initiative. Which is because, which is double speak if you actually, you know, if you just glance at it, you'll vote yes. Right. Uh the thing you need to know about amendment 1 is it's backed by all the big money electric corporations. Tico, FPL, Duke Energy and a bunch of former CEOs and, and senators are all backing this. Guess what? It's probably a bad idea. Yeah. Tico doesn't have your best interest in mind. Tico has their business interest and in how they can make more money of you, off of you in mind. And the same with FPL and the same with Duke. That's why FPL was buying some fucked up power plant in Oklahoma with taxpayer money. They didn't have your interest in mind. They had their interest in mind. <laughs> exactly. So it, here's a hint. If big corporations are saying, fuck yeah, this is a good idea, uh, there's a good chance that fuck no, it's a bad idea. It's not a good idea for you, the consumer. Correct. All right. You want to talk? You want to do fantasy first? Sure. Let's get into fantasy a little bit. It went really well. Yeah, it was very smooth. Like... It was fast. It was efficient. I think everybody, nobody got auto picked, right? Because well, it, I will it was, say, uh, Justin texted me Monday. Uh-huh. Yes, Monday, and said that he had auto picked uh, an A minus because by the time because they were Central Time Zone, uh-huh. everything was an hour moved up. So because the ceremony was like three thirty Central Time. So four thirty a year. He uh, by the time they got through the reception and or not the reception but the ceremony and the cocktail hour and all that bullshit and got into the reception, it was like completely done. So did we did have one auto pick. So he he did get auto picked. I thought he was checked in. Yeah, it looked like he when his team name came up, it was white, like he was there. But apparently, he was auto picked. So okay, but still nine out of ten, and even his. It didn't take all night to make his picks. Like it took maybe ten seconds. It was done. So he must not have been logged in at all because it just snapped his number and went to the next one. That's why I thought he was in, right? Because I figured it would, you know, time out and then pick him. But if you I guess if you're not signed in, it just grabs you the next one. Right. It just assumes that you're not gonna make it. Um. So you had the first pick. I did. Who'd you take? Not Todd Gurley. Who did you take? I took Antonio Brown. Why? I just, I threw everybody for a loop. 
And I, I even said before the draft, I've had Todd Gurley on my number number one of my draft boards in both leagues for since, like months. Since like last November <laughs> or what? last December when I knew where I was going to be picking. What changed your mind? And like I said before the draft, I was just kind of going back and forth on it at this point. And, and I don't, I just, I don't know that it was necessarily something against Todd Gurley. I just, I also like Antonio Brown. And especially in a PPR league, you know, Antonio Brown is going to get a lot of touches. So, mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. it was just, I've, I don't think I got it wrong. I don't think if I had gone with Todd Gurley, I could have gotten it wrong. But I just, at the moment, Antonio Brown felt right. And I'm pretty sure I have him on my, my money league team, too. So, I've got some crossover where I can root for both teams to do well at the same time. Unlike last year where I had to root against, I'm like, do I root against this team or root against that team? (laughs) I've got some fairly decent crossover. So. I, um, I had the second pick. No, I had the third pick. You had the third pick. Yeah. I took Todd Gurley. Yes. He wasn't even on my radar because. What's that? I said, I think David Johnson went second. I believe to Midkiff. I uh, I only took Todd Gurley because you've been talking about him for months. He's a good <laughs> running back, man. Well, he's I money. Th- I didn't think he was going to be there. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't even didn't even right. look at him. Three for a loop. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I stole him at number three. Right. And, and the then, crazy thing is, like in my other in my other league at number two, if Dude Buddy had taken Antonio Brown, I would have taken Todd Gurley. I wouldn't have wavered from that. But he took Todd Gurley, so I took Antonio Brown. And in this case, I just, I don't know. Something felt right to take Antonio Brown. So I'm sure he's going to get hurt in fucking week one. <laughs> Which reminds me. <laughs> so. Yeah, last week, you, this is a little bit off subject. Um, you wanted to, you probably want to update your NFL um, injury. You said, oh, with a healthy Dez and a healthy Romo, the Cowboys are going to do great this year. Right. Um, and then Romo, not healthy. He went undrafted this year. Romo had a broken back. He's out six to ten weeks. At this yeah. point, the dude just needs to retire. Yeah, just call it a day. Because, I mean, he... A couple years ago, he hurt his back. He missed, like, six games or five games or three games, or whatever it ended up being. They still made the playoffs, and they did good, and he played through it and all that. And he had surgery in the offseason. He gets to camp last year. It's, oh, everything feels good. I've had the offseason. I feel great. I had back surgery. It's like a whole new man. And he breaks his fucking collarbone in the second week. And to be fair, some of these hits were just... The, the kid that broke his collarbone in week two from the Eagles, I felt like laid on a little extra. Like, mm-hmm. as they were going down, he made an extra move to put all of his fucking weight on Romo's collarbone. So I didn't care for that. But he comes back at for the I think the Thanksgiving game, or it might have been the week before the Thanksgiving game. And everything's good. Oh, Romo's gonna bring us back because the East was complete fucking trash juice and we were still in it at that point somehow. And then he gets hit, takes a small hit in the Carolina game, he fucking breaks the clavicle again. So when they finishes, they get through the season. The team's fucking terrible without him, clearly. And he has surgery on the on the clavicle. And he spends the offseason not taking any hits. Goes through the OTAs where he doesn't take any hits. 
Everything feels great. Oh, yeah, new man. Oh, clavicle, shoulders feel great. Back feels great. Everything feels great. Like I had a whole fucking calendar year off to just heal. The third play of the first game he played in. And again, it was awkward the way he was hit as he was sliding. And arguably you could have called a penalty because when a quarterback goes to slide, they're giving themselves up. But I digress. He goes to slide and the dude comes down like on top of his shoulders. And causes that like compression as he goes down to the ground. And of course they downplay. Oh, he's fine. He could have gone back in if he if he if it was a regular season game, he would have gone back in. It's okay. We don't expect it to be too bad. And then the MRI comes back in fucking six to ten weeks. So at like one o'clock, we I get an alert that well, Jason Garrett says, Well, we don't think it's it's gonna be he has a fractured he has a broken bone in the back, but I'm not ruling him out for week one. And then like an hour later, we get CBS Sports citing multiple reports saying, oh, yeah, he's got a broken back. He's going to miss six to ten weeks. Like, really, dude, the first hit you take in the preseason? Come on. The guy like Romo, and I feel like he got a lot of unnecessary heat for a lot of things that were not his fault because he plays with the... With the Navy star on his helmet. You know, like, I, mm. I, I feel because he wears the Navy in silver with the right. star on the helmet. And it's owned by Jerry Jones and was once America's team. If he played for the Packers, nobody's giving him grief like that. You know, so I think he took a lot of undue heat. But I just, I love the guy. But hang him up, man. Yeah. Hang him up. All right. So, I mean, it's Dak Prescott now for at least the first half of the season. So, let's see what the kids got. He's good in preseason, but it's preseason, so we'll see. I hope they give Tony Romo one of those really goofy back braces that he has to wear outside of his clothing. That, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm just waiting till adamantium becomes a fucking thing so they can line his bones with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, isn't there something we can do in this day and age? Maybe he needs more calcium. He needs to drink his milk. What about steel plating his bones? Is that possible? You know, they could try removing his vagina and putting a penis there. That might also help. Uh-huh. We've got jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, um, the second pick of the draft was Odell Beckham. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And then Todd Gurley and then David Johnson. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Well. And the the surprise pick that I thought, uh, old Cam Newton went number eight overall to Jason. Yes. I, I mean, I would, it's, if he was there on round two, I was going to take him. Sure. I I think. I mean, I like him. I think he's going to put up points. I think first round is a stretch, but. Hell, I think he could have got him when he came back around to the second. I don't think anybody else was going to take Cam Newton. No, because he would have got him. Because I mean, he was taking three or four picks later. Yeah, he was picking eight, so he would have had him had a shot at him at the twelve spot or thirteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, thirteen. Yeah. I mean, he got his guys, but he's not the top overall draft this year. Maybe that's why. Hmm. And then you took Eddie Lacy. He was a fucking asshole last year. I took. Here's what I did. Okay? In both of my leagues, this is fucking sink or swim. My first three picks, Antonio Brown, Eddie Lacy, and Doug Martin. Jeez Louise. 
this is either they fucking redeem themselves for years of fucking me. <laughs> that sounds or my teams are going to be terrible. Because I took Doug Martin his second year in the league after he had the breakout rookie year. He was absolute fucking garbage. Oh, yeah, Trash you got more slump. Yep. Trash juice. Garbage. Bottom what? of the barrel. What garbage? Okay, so the next year, I swear I'm not. T- I'm not touching Doug Martin. There's not a chance I'm taking him in the first two rounds. He falls to me in the fourth or fifth round or whatever it was. So I'm like, I'll, I'll take a flyer uh, on him that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not a terrible stretch that late. Um, Doug Martin sucks ass. Okay, <laughs> so I ended up trading for Eddie Lacy, who was really good for me down the stretch that season. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to last season. Like, hey, Eddie Lacy. I like Eddie Lacy. Sure. So I took him in one league, and I think you had him last year. I did. He was an asshole. He was fucking garbage. I took him first last year. Yeah. I took him in my first round in my money league last year. He was fucking garbage. He got fat, bloated, and and couldn't run. He did get fat. He looked like a wannabe fucking Jerome Bettis. Yeah, so at that point, I'm thinking, it's me. I'm a fucking curse on first round picks. It has to be. Des Bryant broke his foot. Fucking Eddie Lacy was garbage. Doug Martin was garbage the two years I had him. And of course, I don't take Doug Martin last year, and he fucking goes off again. So, this is the year that either my bad luck ends and Doug Martin and Eddie Lacy make good on what they're supposed to be, and I ride those motherfuckers with Antonio Brown straight to the championship. Uh huh. Or they fuck me again, and I I just quit fantasy football. Because <laughs> it's not a fun game. And stop watching the NFL, because fuck you. I wish we could just do the draft. Like I really had a good time with that. Yeah, it was fun. You know, we all had our beers. We had our laptops all on the front porch while we... Because we got started cooking the meat late. Um, And so we all stayed outside. Because I was like, well, I got to stay out here and watch this thing. Right, because you don't want to fuck up the meat. Right, it made it. It was abundantly clear to me that I was being watched. <laughs> Very clear. Yes. Um. So the other stretch. Let's see here. AP. Um. Jeff took AP uh, with his first round pick. Yes. Um. I took Le'Veon Bell with my second pick. That was a minor stretch. When he comes back, as long as he stays healthy, when he comes back in week four, they're going to be good. The other one that I stretched on was um, round four. Mm-hmm. I took Tom Brady. Okay, why don't you explain to the world why that was a stretch? Well, because I already had taken a quarterback um, in round number three. Right, and who was that quarterback in round number three? Uh, Russell Wilson. Yes, so you've already got quarterback one. And mm-hmm. roll back around to round four. Where there are still playmakers on the list. And I just, you take a backup quarterback who is suspended for the first four weeks. Yeah, but is he a backup? You know what I mean? Like, once Tom Brady comes on, he's going to win 12 games plus whatever playoff games he plays. Um, right. Here's my issue with this. Please, please enlighten me. Here's my issue with this. Fast forward to the end of the draft. Okay. And remember, we are... Looking over guys. And it was like, what, I don't know, 12th, 13th, maybe 14th round, something like that. You still only had two running backs. Hold on, you had your I? two starters and no bench guys. 
I picked up my third running back, Amir Abdullah. I think you're right with the last pick, 15th round. It was very late. There were still playmakers available in the fourth round. A better running back than, say, Amir Abdullah, who's going <laughs> to probably be part of a rotation. And who knows how good the Lions offense is going to be with no Megatron. Well, I've got Golden Tate that I picked up gonna on. going to be... Doubled every play. Number six. But he's going to get the looks. You know, he's, they're going to they're gonna throw He's going to get the looks from everybody. So, so just um, saying. I just, just putting it out there. I really think, though, that Tom Brady's good for 12 wins. Eh. Come by week, you're going to be hurting for running backs. Eh, well, we'll just uh, make those adjustments as needed. Okay. Fair enough. Who had the lowest draft? Was that um, someone had a C minus? I feel like or I a have C. to pull it up on my uh, on my computer. I just have I'm just looking at my phone right now. I don't recall. I know Justin had an A A minus, and that was the top draft. And that, that's because Google, that. yeah. Uh, we had a rash of Bs. I had a B. I think I was fourth, fourth, projected fourth overall. Jason, who I believe the last two years that had the top-rated draft class ended up being projected sixth overall. So. Here's a fun fact. Uh, Kevin has already made two moves. Yes. You've already made one. Yes. And Jeff already made one. Yeah, I picked up a backup tight end. I realized I didn't have one. Justin is And my starter was already hurt. (laughs) Justin's in first place uh, for the waivers list, and you um, are in last. You've got the last pick for waivers. Right, because I just made a move. And I'm all the way down to seven, which I imagine is because I picked high, and you assholes already made trades. Nobody's traded anything. Or not trades, I mean waiver moves. Waiver moves, yeah. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Fuck you. Fuck you. Don't say fuck me. <laughs> you don't ever tell me to fuck, okay, you? you fuck you. Um, so, what do you, um, who's your first, who's your first matchup? Who's your first week? I believe I have mid, I have Midkiff week one. I got Matt, and, um, he is favored by one point. Yeah, I think that's where Midkiff is, he's favored by one point, but my team's gonna wreck. Yeah, I feel really good about my team. My team's gonna make bank, bro. It's gonna drive Range Rovers. Um, get chicks. We talked about um talked about Romo, right? How about Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater's heartbreaking. That is, you know, you hate to see a good guy get hurt, right? And by all accounts, anybody who's ever said anything about him, I've not ever heard one negative word about him. He seems to be—he's a kid who made it out of Miami. Uh, he pretty much he went pro after his junior season so he could help his mom, who I believe was fighting breast cancer or was a breast cancer survivor, and you know he wanted to take care of her. And he was a Louisville I, guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he was at Louisville with Charlie Strong. Yeah, and it's just he seems to be a nice guy. He seems to have his head on straight. And it was a non-contact drill or something like that, non non-contact related injury, 
And they said like he went he went down and like the players around him instantly knew it was something was seriously wrong. Like they before the coaches even got out there to assess him, the guys were already praying. And so he he basically he tore his ACL, and I believe damaged a couple other ligaments in the knee. Jesus. <clears throat> so he's obviously he's out for the season. Uh, I I think he'll be okay to return next year. But, but it's nobody an ACL, ever, so you never know. Yeah. Yep. You know, a, a lot of guys come back and they're better than they were before because of all the strength and conditioning you do with it. But you still have guys that come back and they're not. Or they re-tear it, like, immediately. Right. So I, I just hope the best for the kid. You know, when I say kid, he's not really a kid. I think he's... Oh, he's younger than us. I, he's, what, 22, 23? He's been in the league for this be a th- his third year, and he's still... Someone said at when he comes back next year, he'll still be younger than, I believe, as Carson Wentz is right now. Carson Wentz just got drafted. That's so awesome. he's he's young. He's got time to bounce back. If he's not full strength next year, it could be, you know, even the year after. But it sucks because the, the Vikings look like they're in prime position to contend. And, and They did, yes. Teddy B is, is, by all accounts, a stand-up dude. He's got his head on straight, so it sucks to see. But as such, I'm I'm making a post-mortem alteration to my, my division picks. <laughs> I'm not picking the Vikings anymore. Well, the season hasn't started yet, so is. I feel like you're safe. I'm, I, so I'm taking the Packers now in the division. Okay. So I'm still not changing my pick for the East because I think it's such a such a toss up, and if Def, if Dak Prescott can just do enough and be better than what fucking Matt Castle and and Kellen Moore and all these other litany of guys they tried last year were. Hand the ball off. We've got, you know, a three-headed attack in the running back in the backfield with Ezekiel Elliott, who ran over Camp Chancellor, by the way, Um, and Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. Just don't fuck it up. Get it to Dez. Get it to Jason Witten. Keep the ball moving. Don't leave the defense out to dry because they suck. And it's still a team that I think is capable of doing just enough to at least make the playoffs, if not win the division, because the division is going to be a crapshoot. I I mean, who knows? The Giants spent a lot of money on defense, but who knows if that actually works out. They've got a new head coach, so who knows how that's going to go. The Eagles, you can't ever... Sell me on the Eagles being contenders until they actually show their contenders. There's always a lot of talk and then not a lot of action. And the Redskins, I'm just not buying Kirk Cousins. He's got his $19 million payday this year. I just don't. And I guess he's going to be paying because it was only a one-year deal. He's going to be playing for a longer-term contract, but I just don't. I think the honeymoon is over. I think they come back to reality next year. Last year for them was just a perfect storm of Everybody else being complete horseshit, and they got it together at the right time. So, I think even with Romo going down, it's still possible to contend for the division. I don't know. Aren't they like one and three or something without him, and then like eleven and one with him? No, they were. Uh, they were. Let's see, three and one with him, and then one and eleven without him. That's what I meant to say. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, good luck. Or 1 in 11. That. That's a good pick then. But. I'm glad you use your your heart, you know, for that one. I'm sticking by my squad. Now, we'll get into the squad later. Um, I want... You want to hear my Colin Kaepernick take, or do you want to drop your take first? Let's hear your take. Okay. <laughs> I do have a take for this guy. Okay. Um, I... I respect his decision. Okay. You know, um, we live in a great country where you can sit or stand, and I like that the team said he doesn't have to stand. Right. You know, they just said that they encourage the, it. That's the whole point of this exercise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I think his heart is in the right place. Sure. Um, obviously he's upset or he's distraught. Um, I just think that he went about expressing himself in the wrong way. Sure. Um, I feel like if it was me, I probably would have hired like a PR firm, um, to help me, uh, you know, do this the right way. Right. You know, whether it's social media or start a foundation or whatever it is, you know, outreach program, like, to, he sounded a little bit like uh, like he was crying about it. You know what I mean? And he's been some backlash. Um, the racist yeah. underbelly of America decided some. that they would let him have it on. He got lambasted on social media. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, lamb- he, lambasted is putting it kindly. I mean, they were they were awful to him. Right. You know, does he deserve it? I mean, that's their no. right to to say those things to him, but, you know, they were the most vile, racist things you could ever read were on sure. Instagram and Twitter and whatever, you know, all of those things. Yep, and that's what happens. I, I saw a quote somewhere, I don't remember who said it or if it was just in some, some news story, but someone said you didn't find out just how racist America still was right, right. until they actually elected a black president. You know, right, and then yeah. that that ugly, like you said, the ugly underbelly shows itself. Yep, all these little hillbillies come out of the woodwork, you know, fire up their Twitter box. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, people were so quick to make it a black versus white thing. And I don't think that's what he was going for. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, it was like instantly it was like not... Just because he said, I, I want to support black people or Black Life Matters, um, that he was instantly doesn't like white people. And I don't think that's what he was trying to say. You know what I mean? No. Like, I no. think he was trying to say, we need to hold the police accountable, which is a exactly. reasonable thing to say. Um, and until we can hold police accountable, you know, the people in front of the badge and the people behind the badge um, equally accountable, then he won't stand. Right. But he, that's not the way he said it. You know what I mean? And right. It so, sounded like a little bit of a crybaby. Well, I think just because took that and boom up. Because he said he wouldn't support a flag that doesn't stand you know, or, yeah. or whatever. For that, when when you have officers that are killing people and getting off with it, essentially getting paid vacations, I get where he's coming from. Because it's true. A lot of these cases 
I don't see how you make the case that the officer gets off scot-free and justify the shootings, and they're justifying a lot of shootings. So, yeah, like hundreds. I, mean, I, I get that, and I get, I get wanting to hold the government more accountable because it's not. He, you're you're absolutely right. He's not making it a black versus white thing. He's saying that the the government, the authorities that are doing this to the people need to be held accountable. He's not right. saying it's necessarily white people. He's saying it's the government. And I that's it's absolutely his right. There's nothing in the constitution that says you have to stand for the national anthem or you have to it's it's like what goes on in school. They had a big fight uh I probably want to say probably a decade ago where someone who didn't want to stand for the pledge of allegiance and say the pledge of allegiance before school. And something like that actually made it to the Supreme Court. And they, the Supreme Court of all fucking people, had to rule that you are not required by law to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And, and nor can they make a law requiring you to do that. Right. That's unconstitutional. You have the right to express yourself in, in, say, the manner of not standing for the national anthem. That's his right. Like, we both... We both read the statement from the 49ers on Saturday and agreed on the same thing. Yeah, like, that's the right thing. They they said it the right way. He's encouraged to stand, but he has the right not to. Yeah, we're not going to punish him. And that's what this that's what the Constitution is all about, that he has that right to do that, whether we agree with it or not. Now, do you think if the 49ers are Super Bowl contenders this year, he's pulling this bullshit? Or do you think because he's kind of on the way out on the shittiest team in the league, he's like, fuck it, let's have a little, you know, let's stir it up a little bit. It's hard to say because it's kind of blown up even more over the last calendar year. You know, with... with, Oh, with uh, the the Black Lives Matter movements, yeah. Yeah, well, dude buddy who was in the car and reaching for his wallet like he was asked to and got shot. The guy who was clearly pinned down by two cops... And in no position to fight back and and was shot. The guy who was locked up in Baltimore and was essentially murdered in the back of a police van. And all of those guys have gotten off scot-free. And then how many other people were shot and not murdered? You know what I mean? Like Or shot at, even just shot at, and the cops missed. Right. Like the guy in in Miami that was sitting on the ground and trying to explain to the police that he was trying to take this special needs patient back in, this guy who has autism, back into the nursing home or whatever it was. And he could hear them saying he's got a weapon and he's trying to tell them it's just a truck. And then he gets shot and asks why. And the guy says, oh, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Why'd you shoot him? I don't know. So I I think because it's building up so much each passing year I, as time builds goes on it builds more and more and more right like the I, fuse gets shorter and shorter yeah so it's hard to say if the timing is because this could be his last season there this could be his last season in the NFL or if it's just because this is genu- genuinely when he's had enough but. I, I think the people taking it the racist the racist route are ridiculous. The people that are claiming that he's turned his back on his country are ridiculous. <laughs> or his, I, you know, like he's half white. Like I don't know if people realize that 
He's, right. He's, he's and he's got race. white parents. He's got white adopted parents. <laughs> right. So he's not just blasting white people. He's not. He's not blasting white people. You know, and and I saw someone else say that he bas he would be doing he would be disrespecting the country more to not protest and exercise his right right to protest in this manner. Well, I just hope and he takes he some of those said, dollars like, and does something constructive. He's not he's said he's not shitting on the military. He's got friends and family who serves and he always respects, you know, all these these soldiers who have given their lives, who have who have gone over there and served, and I heard the soundbite, and he he said that the country is almost doing them. He the country itself is almost disrespecting them. They're dying in vain if what they're dying for, this freedom and this liberty, is not being applied equally to everybody. Right. And he has a point, but nobody nobody sees past the fact that he sat down for the national anthem. Nobody's nobody's willing to discuss what he's bringing to the table because of the manner manner in which he did it. And you know he was saying, "Now I've brought light to this; people can discuss it." Unfortunately, that's not what they're going to do. Nope, they're going to discuss him and what he's doing, and that's not how it should be. Yeah, he totally should have just started a, a you know, a uh, like a foundation. Right. Like a police outreach or, you know, community relations kind of foundation. Right. And, and it's, I've seen some people say, well, it's really easy to make that protest when you're making $19 million or whatever it is that he's making this season. And, you know, instead of doing it this way, why not go out with the Black Lives Matter movement and and march with them or go do community outreach or... Right. Uh, one of the one of the radio hosts on one oh two five I think said, you know, we should do something like what the game and Snoop Dogg did. Like yep. use your clout to work with the police department on Exactly. This. Like get involved. You know, you, you you live and work in in San Francisco, which is so close to so many of those areas that are affected by the like the brutality. Right. You know, and like if you go out and sponsor like a whole class of of police officers. You know what I mean? Like, those new guys coming in are going to replace those idiot races that, you know, the big, fat, white guys. Right. Um, that, you know, are, are protecting each other. And, right. you know, you bring some new, fresh blood in here, like, you know, some, some conservative, you know, some, some liberal thinkers, um, you know, you can, you're making a change. So, you know, people who maybe couldn't afford to go to the police academy... Who could right. make a better difference? So sure. Um, I I think he's fine. I don't think he's a dickhead. I think he's upset. Right. I mean, how how old is the guy? How old is Colin Kaepernick? I he's got to be mid twenties. See, uh, dude, in, when I was in the mid twenties, I was I wasn't thinking about you know civil rights or any of that kind of stuff. I was thinking about uh, drinking beers and getting laid. Sure. So he's got. I mean, he's got his head in the right place. It, if you want to debate the way he went about it, sure, but don't instantly dismiss what he's saying. He's twenty eight because of the way because of the way he's protesting. And the stupid fucking thing is, here's the dumb thing: he sat for both of the the first two preseason games for the national anthem, and nobody said shit because he wasn't dressed in uniform, right? Because he was uh, conceivably in street clothes or whatever. 
but because this time he was in uniform, someone noticed. So I, it's dumb. I think it's overblown. I think people took it way, way farther than they needed to. Uh, especially with some of the things that they've just kind of let fly. You know, and in, 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 I saw one meme. That was yeah. the one I was hoping you were going to mention. Well, I don't think it's the one, the one you're thinking of, the one we mentioned before the show. But there was one that said, you know, Colin Kaepernick says America's not great. And he gets tarred and feathered, dragged through the mud. He's a piece of shit. What a dick. What a clown. Um, you know, completely ignoring the fact that he's biracial. He's he's at least half white. He's got white adoptive parents. So he's not waging race war. <laughs> he's not blind to the white right. lifestyle. But Donald, Donald Trump says America's not great and he needs to make America great again. Well, now he's running for president. He's actually the GOP nominee, and he's done nothing but spend his entire campaign talking about how bad America sucks and how badly he needs to fix it. But Donald Trump's not a piece of shit. He's going to make America great again. It's okay for the rich white guy running for president to say America's not great, but let the football players say it, and we're going to dismiss it. And here's the biggest thing. I think they're dismissing it because he's an athlete, and athletes are just supposed to be dumb jocks. Don't don't have any thoughts of your own. Just shut the fuck up and entertain me on the football field. Right. You know, and I I think to a degree there's some of that. Like people, again, they said it on the radio this afternoon. Like people watch sports as like safe haven from the world's issues. They take a break from it. They use it to get away and just enjoy entertainment for three hours. And I think some people are just pissed off because he's making a stance. I've seen people say the NFL should suspend him. If the NFL suspends him, the NFL's a fucking joke. He's done nothing wrong. He, there, it's not like he's done anything illegal. They let Greg Hardy play last year after beating the shit out of his wife. Jameis Winston's playing football after he allegedly raped somebody. Michael Vick was let back in the league after committing federal crimes. The idea that you would suspend this guy because he sat in protest... Are you fucking kidding me? He didn't do anything illegal. He's well within his right. He didn't bring any damage to the game. Halfway through the season, nobody's going to remember it. When Colin Kaepernick is still sitting on the bench, nobody's going to remember this. It's going to blow over. It'll be done before midseason. Guarantee it. Unless he somehow goes on this tear and takes over the starting job. (laughs) Right. So I, the idea that these people think, well, he should be suspended for conduct, conduct detrimental, I'll tell you right now, if Goodell tries to suspend him for this, you might well just see Goodell ousted. I, the players already are ready to riot because of the, the league forcing the four guys mentioned in the bogus Al Jazeera report to either work with them or face a suspension, which is fucking outrageous in its own right. But it, it, they're going to rage. They might all just walk out now. They're already The players' union reps are already telling guys, prepare for a lockout the next time the CBA comes up. Start saving your money because nice. they're in for a fight. 
So give me a fucking break with suspend him. What did he do? He sat in protest. Whether you agree with it or not, he's well within his legal right, his constitutional right to do that. And the league has has no business disciplining him for that. It's not like he was standing out at midfield giving the flag the finger. Yeah, wiping his ass with it. And and that's the thing. Like There are videos all over fucking social media of people wiping their ass with the flag, saying this is not a country that represents them or respects them or they don't respect it or yada, yada, yada. Where's the outrage over that? He sat in protest. He didn't burn the flag. He didn't wipe his ass with the flag. He didn't stomp on the flag. He didn't do anything but sit and protest. Give me a fucking break. Okay. So, Colin Kaepernick, we're both giving him a pass. Sure. Yeah, I think he's a good guy. He's a good kid. I mean, again, like we said at the beginning, his 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 heart is in the right place. He he just went the wrong way with it. The, the way he went about it is... At the very least, debatable. He picked the wrong words. Right. So, yeah, if he had hired a PR firm, somebody could have helped him. Like, hey, go ahead and sit down. And when they ask you about it, here's your chance to plead your case. Right. You know, make it well thought out. Make it intelligent. You know, not emotional. Or it can be emotional, but use the right words. Here's the one thing Richard Sherman said, and this is something I agree. And and one of the things I've come to. We love Richard Sherman. Respect Richard Sherman for. As he said, you know, people complain all the time about how professional athletes are all robotic and they give these robotic answers. But God forbid one steps out of out of line with the public opinion and speaks his mind, then we bite his fucking head off. And that's what's happening here. An athlete stepped out and made a statement about something he disagrees with and America went full racist. Sure did. They went, like Tropic Thunder said, never go full retard. They went full retard. <laughs> That's what's gone on here. I mean, it's ridiculous. And even Richard Sherman said, I agree with most of what he's saying. I just don't know that I would have gone about it in that manner, the way he did it. So he's got guys on his side that agree with the message. And his heart's in the right place. His mind's in the right place. It's just the method that you debate. But unfortunately, people aren't doing that. They're just going, oh, he, he hates his country and right. you know, dropping N-bombs and all kinds of nasty yep. shit. And he hates the troops and he wants all the police to die. And it's like, no, it's not even close right. to what he said. Right. And where are you getting that from that? He just wants people held accountable. Yeah. Because he has a hard time supporting a country when... when when there's a double standard. Are, there's, there's bodies laying in the street and officers are getting paid vacation. So, that well. So, let me get my list back out. So that was good. We did our fantasy review. Um, uh, this week, USF is taking on Towson. Yes. Uh, we both picked USF to win that game. Yes. It's a 7 o'clock game. It is on ESPN 3. Yes. Which I think for most people is going to end up being on your Apple TV or your Roku or... Not your fucking Xbox anymore. Uh, my Xbox, believe it or not, still has ESPN. Oh, does it? Yes, Xbox One, that is. 
Oh, maybe they just stopped streaming on the 360. Fuckers. Maybe. That's weird. But I do have an Apple TV, so. It was the first thing I did was I came home uh, Saturday night and looked for it and found it. So. Also, if you need help streaming, I found a couple of um, of stream sites I could show you, so. Sure. Just like the hockey ones I found. They'll play through the VLC player. That's yeah, the one that you your friend had right. used. Yep, uh, that I read about, but I didn't actually do it. Right. Yep. Uh, you those, had heard about that one time. I can tell. So I, if anybody needs help, I can tell them a story. Yeah, what happened was. About what I saw. Online. Right. Not like on my computer. Correct. You know, it was like a story. Yeah. Um, so, um, I'm not worried anymore about not having cable. Right. Um, if you want to hear more about, uh, the Towson game, um, we will be doing a, an after show. What do you want to call it? We will be, we'll be doing like a, almost like a supplement. Gotcha. Supplemental show. We could, otherwise, we'll get st- we'll get hung up talking USF for forty five minutes, and then not everybody's into USF, um, right? Like we are, so we'll just make like a little. You can skip it if you want. I mean, I'd prefer if you listen to it, right? Um, so you can prove the university itself or wrong, um, and listen to it. And um, so, if you want to, that'll be also released probably simultaneously as this episode, at least close. So. Uh, tune in for that, but we both picked Towson. Spoiler yeah, alert. That will be the first ever episode of the BDSM Talks the Bulls. Um, and we did our fantasy review, and that's, uh, that's all I got for sports. You got anything else? I do not. I just want to do some quick movie talk. Okay. You saw Suicide Squad. I did. It was good. I thought it was good. I liked it. It was fun. I don't see how it was getting hammered so bad by the critics, but... I'm telling you, it's Disney, and they're trying to to discredit Warner Brothers. I mean, I guess I could start seeing it at this point, but... Because it, was, it wasn't... You went in expecting a bad movie, and you were impressed. I went in open-minded. I actually did not read maybe more than one review... And I read that the first week it was out and completely forgot anything about it. But or the one thing, like, especially with comic book movies, I'm not going to read what other people think of it and let that let that right. affect my judgment going into the movie. Because I didn't read fucking comic books growing up. So basically, all this stuff is new to me. Right. And my in-depth understanding of these characters, if I want it, comes from doing the research... On the internet afterwards. And and I don't know that the comic book guys understand that's not a pain-for-pain, frame-for-frame remake of the book you read. Right. These are characters... It never is. ...based on... This is a story about characters based on the books that you read. Right. And they're going to have their own interpretation... Correct. ...how the characters came, came about, the backstories and all that. Because here's what happens. Let's take Marvel, for example. Right. Right, we'll talk Civil War. Right. Um, Marvel had to go to hell and back to get a single character into their movie, uh, Spider-Man. Right. I mean, it took like a freaking North Korean hack on, on um, what was it, Sony, Sony's part 
Yeah. To um, to reveal that they're even talking about it. Yes. So, you know, there's going to have to be some differences. You know, like the X-Men aren't going to be a part of, of Avengers. Right. You know, the Fantastic Four, not going to be a part of Avengers. Correct. So, and, and in the books, those guys were integral parts. Yes. Um, Deadpool, not going to be part of the Avengers. Not right. in that Marvel um, Cinematic Universe. Most of the Spider-Man villains were not. They may be in play now, but it was too late in the game to work them in in the way they are in the comics. So, I, it's going to be different. It's always going to be different. Right. Read any book that then gets adapted to a movie, and it's different. It's not special to comics. <laughs> I just think there's there's this bigger base of fanboys involved. Right. You know, like, I read The Lost World, the the sequel to Jurassic Park. Great book. By Michael Crichton. I loved the book. I had a very vivid imagery. Yep. Of what was going on. And then I watched the movie, and it was completely turned on its fucking head. <laughs> but I was still capable of enjoying the movie for the most part. But that's that was in seventh grade when I read the book, and then the movie came out. And, and I t- learned at a, at a very young age that the movies are almost never, never going to match the source material, word for word, pain for pain, right. frame for frame. Right. It's just not going to happen. And I think that's part of what's happening with the DC movies at this point. Also, I think there's some studio tinkering I think you're right. involved. Yeah. And that needs to fucking stop. That definitely needs to stop. I think Suicide Squad got a little too campy at some times, a little too cheesy at some times. Yeah. And I think that's the tweaking of the studio. I think the director's it, cut of that movie is going to be great. It could have been a very dark movie. And it would have worked as a very dark movie. And it would have fit along with the theme of dark, grizzled Batman who's pissed off at Joker because he killed Robin. That's yeah. a dark twist. Yeah. And if Warner Brothers would get the fuck out of the way and just let them make these movies, these movies, I mean, they're, they're still making a ton of money, but they're taking a beating Yeah. from the critics. So how long do these movies continue to just spit out money while the critics are are tearing them down left and right. Well, Suicide Squad, they made their money back. Right. Um, I think it did better than Batman vs. Superman, didn't it? I think it ended up a little bit behind it. I haven't seen the numbers in a while, but I just... Suicide Squad was, was the chance for them to win that back and and keep the plot moving forward with the DC universe with the way Batman versus Superman was received. And in large part, that wasn't just the critics. That was people who watched it in theaters. And as we saw with the director's cut, a lot of that was the studio tinkering and yeah. taking scenes out. And rearranging scenes. Yeah. That explained a lot of things. Why, you know, Superman didn't notice that there was a bomb in the dude's wheelchair. Right. Exactly. Things of that nature. That's that's a big twist. Or where, why is he beating himself up over this? Or where and then Lex he discovers why. Yep. So I I would be interested to see 
the director's cut of Suicide Squad because, like I told Heather when we were walking out, I feel like it could have been a lot darker. And there were reshoots, and they re-released some trailers to try and give it a more light-hearted, funny, comical-type superhero team movie. But it, it, it very well could have been much darker. And I think it would have worked darker. Just from what I saw. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, Chen liked it. She doesn't know anything about who Harley Quinn is or her. I had to explain her relationship to Joker, you know. Um, right. And how that whole thing worked. And that was actually, believe it or not, Harley Quinn wasn't even a comic book character to start with. That was right. a character from the animated series. And she fits perfect. She does. She's fantastic. And Margot Robbie, God bless her. I just, what I love about that is is they went, and I don't know how many different backstories she has now in the comics and whatnot, but I love that they went with, you know, she's she's this doctor that's working with the insane at the Arkham Asylum because it gives it that twist of she's not just crazy, but she's really fucking smart. Right, she's an actual doctor. Which is probably the scariest kind of crazy you can be. Right. Because you're clearly intelligent, but you lack the moral compass to not be that fucking crazy. Well, and um, there's a scene even with her and Deadpool, or not Deadpool, um, Deadshot. Right. Um, they were in the staircase or something like that, and, and um, she had asked him something about killing people and, you know, how does he sleep? And he's like, I sleep like a baby. And she, and she looks up and she's like, oh, that's because, um, you know, you're a psychopath. Right. That's, it was the, uh, she asked him if he had ever been in love. Oh, that's right. And he, he said, you know, he doesn't kill a number of people that he's killed and, and, no and go and lay his head down at night and sleep sweet dreams and think of things like love. And she said, typical sociopath. That's it. Yep. She, I mean, she was like diagnosing him in the staircase. You know what I mean? Like, right. She, the doctor's still in there. Yeah, Absolutely. So I thought that was good. And you know what? And it probably helps her survive with Joker. You know? Correct. So it's it's really neat. And I totally look forward to seeing her again and Margot Robbie. I, right. And I can't wait to see the dynamics of that relationship as it goes forward in the movies. I, I, I'm assuming because you had mentioned earlier that, uh, was it Deadshot? Not uh, Deadshot. Uh, Deathstroke, Deathstroke. Yep. was the rumored villain for Batman, the, the solo, solo Batman movie. Yep. I'm assuming they're going to keep Joker in the back pocket for a Justice League movie. Oh, I they have to because that, he's a mega villain. Yep, he's a, yep, he's a big one. So is Deathstroke. To be honest with you, he right. um, I guess in some of the comic books he has successfully taken down um, the whole um, Justice League. Right. So he's a force to be reckoned with. And they can go either way. They said with him, he's either just a straight-up mercenary, so generally working for Lex Luthor or, you know, Joker. Right. Or he's one of those, like, um, like uh, uh, anti-hero, you know what I mean? Yes. Conflicted and tormented and blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada. Right, exactly. So I think he'll be... He'll be good. 
I think that'll be fun to see because he's very similar to Batman. You know what I mean? Right. Like with the tech, but he uses guns and he's not afraid to kill people. Although this Batman Correct. doesn't seem to be afraid to kill people either. Yeah, I think again that that fits the dark tone. Like yeah. he's he's seen his his partner or sidekick or whatever you want to call him, Robin, get you know murdered, murdered. and yeah. I'm assuming a brutal fashion since it was allegedly Joker and Harley Quinn that were involved. So, yep. So let's uh, let's see. Oh, we got Deathstroke. That was the other one that was on my list. Nice. That is all I got. That is all I've got. So, uh, you got a joke for us? I do have a joke. You're going to like this one. I haven't heard this one yet. Stereotypes and the like. Oh, nice. Why is Kim Jong-un's... Or Kim jong Ooh. Why is Kim Jong-un's library so big? I don't know. Because he is Supreme Reader. <laughs> <laughs> Right, oh, stereotyping. Rita. You wreck my sh- shitty chicken. Hello, please. <laughs> Ronry. Oh, oh God. Ronry. They destroyed Kim Jong Il. Yeah. In that team. Literally. Team America World Police. Yes. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for making it to an hour and 17 minutes. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, and stick around because the next episode to post will be the USF preview. Yes, BDSM talks the bulls, be Towson preview, why we're going to kick the shit out of them. Hey, thanks for listening, and um, we'll see you guys next week. All righty, guys. We'll see Love you next you. week. Bye.